Today, I'm speaking with Craig Price. Craig is the host of the Reality Check podcast with Craig Price. Uh, His first episode was all the way back in 2011, and uh, currently, Reality Check is up to about episode 232 or so. Uh, Aside from his show, Reality Check, uh, he's made a a spin-off show called Matinee Heroes, where they talk about uh, upcoming movies with him and one of, uh, who was originally a guest on Reality Check. He also produces another podcast, and he also used to make a podcast for a charity as well. So all up, he's probably done six or 700 podcast episodes. So safe to say he's learned a lot along the journey, and he's got a lot of lessons to share with us today. Here is Craig Price. Well, Reality Check started out as a way of answering questions that I couldn't answer. I guess one of the things I do, and this is not a this is not bragging because it doesn't help me very much, but people think I know things more than I do. <laughs> so they'll ask me questions, and instead of kind of you know BSing my way through it, I'll just say, "Oh, I don't know." Mm. But I learned right away that you know, as a speaker, and I'm part of the National Speakers Association, I know a lot of people who know things. Mm. So I thought, well, I've been getting all these questions, especially about PR and about marketing, which I'm horrible at, and sales and all these things that I don't know because people just assume, oh, you're successful. You must know all these things by heart. And it's like, no, I know enough to trick you, obviously, but I don't know. So I would invite – so I started a podcast to invite people on to get their expertise and and ask things in a more realistic sense. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel that, especially with speakers, which is has become less and less part of my pool of talent. That was where I started off. That's the people I knew, but now I've out kind of outgrown that and gotten bigger. I, I wanted to make sure that, you know, that I wanted those people. When I asked a question, it was stuff that people wanted to hear about versus the bullet points and the sound bites that they always give at every media. Mm. Event. Yeah, for sure. Well, that sounds that sounds good. It's a real. Um wide-ranging sort of uh, guest pool that you've got. What are, what are some of the different types of episodes or what are some different types of people that you've had on? Well, before I do that, I just want to let people know that if you're starting a podcast, what I'm doing is not the preferred method. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, because uh, you know, I know how to launch a niche podcast, which is what I suggest people do. Um, but what I've done has been the probably the most difficult road but it's for me the best road because it's i'm putting on a podcast that i want to hear about mm-hmm. so i started off you know thinking about what kind of things do people want to hear about what kind of access do i have and so it ended up being a lot of business folks it ended up being a lot of speakers and it's grown since then and and since then what i've been having access to because of the podcast has grown so some of my favorite episodes are speaker roundtables that i do once a year at the national convention mm-hmm. so i get three or four folks that I know are more open than most because I feel that business people often want to protect their business and then mm. protect their image. And so they're reluctant to really say, oh, this year was a down year or this year I'm having trouble with this or social media confuses me. They want to sure. make sure they put that image out that, oh, I, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I know everything, yeah. Yeah, so I find people that I trust who are also experts – that, but are also willing to talk about the, the bad stuff, to talk about the, the difficulties they're having. So for the last, uh, I guess it would be four or five years, we do a roundtable at the at convention. We all sit around and we do about an hour and I, I ask the 
association folks in our Facebook group, so I don't post it just locally. I go out to everywhere. I go, what do you want to talk about? What's bothering you this year? What's, what are you having a problem with? And mm. then we all sit down and talk about it. So some years we've talked about how do you balance a family and travel mm-hmm. uh, and, and, you know, and the stress of trying to make money and earn money for your family when some, t- some years are leaner than others. And other times we've talked about what kind of sales problems are we having, uh, what kind of client issues are we having. So those are some of my fun ones. Um, I, I also do what I've been doing for years, which ended up being a spinoff. I first interviewed a uh, movie reviewer because I wanted to know what's it like to be a movie reviewer? What do you think about wh- what's your day like? What's the process of criticizing properly a movie? And through that, we grew into, hey, I want this guy's pretty good. I want to have him on. I have him on three times a year. We do the summer movie preview. We do a move, uh, holiday movie preview, and then we do the Oscars. Nice. So three times a year. So not enough where it's overwhelming, where all of a sudden it becomes a movie podcast, but enough yeah. to spread throughout the year. And and that one is actually a very downloadable episode. I, we get high numbers every time he's been on. And so this year we started uh, a spinoff, I guess you'd call it, called Matinee Heroes, where he and I take movies from either the current, past, wherever. We look at heroic cinema and heroes and pull life lessons from them. Nice. And – through that, we've you know we've had a good Patreon mm. support, which is un, un, kind of unreal. It's, it's as early as we've been doing it, cause, so that one we're only on twenty episodes. My my regular podcast just dropped two hundred and thirty episodes, so it's yeah. completely completely different format. But I love doing those with him, and now that we do these, they're super fun. Um, I've also been able to expand into. I, and I have to forgive – please forgive me. I have Comic-Con voice. We had a big Comic-Con here in Houston, and so my voice is a little deeper than it normally is <laughs> because I've been talking and loud. So I've been moderating celebrity panels, and a lot of the times I get a chance to record them. Yeah. And so I will record those directly from the house sound, and I've had a chance to you know, do Ming-Na Wen, who is Agent May on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, David Anders, who has been on iZombie and Alias and – uh, we got Agent Sitwell from the, the Avengers movies. So I've been able to, every once in a while, throw one of those in because those are super fun to do. So I like to share that with my audience. Hey, what are you doing? And we see you posting all these cool pictures and you having fun. Um, and so here's what it's like to be at a Comic-Con because I know a lot of my listeners are older business folks who maybe they take their kids to the Comic-Cons. But yeah. They don't get a chance to go. So I try to give them behind the scenes. And and that happened because of the podcast. I simply called up the director of the podcast locally, of uh, Comic-Con locally, and said, hey, I'd like to know how you put this together. And through that, I ended up moderating not only in Houston, where I live, uh, Salt Lake City, Massachusetts. I, I get little spots awesome. here and there all over the country, and they're just fun. They're just super fun for me. That's great. And then, of course, and then I got a couple more here that I wanted to yeah, share yeah, with you. Yeah, for sure. Great. Um, so every once in a while – You'll find someone that when you're starting a topic that seems innocuous, it's not, it's a great topic, but it kind of veers off into something spectacular. And I had that happen with Dan Nevins. Dan Nevins is a, a spokesman for the Wounded Warrior Project here in the United States, and so he is, de- you know, he has his legs decapitated from his mm. from his knee down. He has, um, you know, fake legs, mm-hmm. and so he got into yoga to help manage his PTSD. 
And that conversation, and I, I'm gonna, this is why I'm going to give this one specifically episode 175, because he's been on the podcast before to talk about the Wounded Warrior Project. But when he was just talking about yoga, because he's he he's bringing yoga to veterans, mm. and it got into a very emotional place. Uh, I know Dan a little bit, and he trusts me, and was able to open himself up. And so it was a pretty powerful episode that you wouldn't expect, because the topic was yoga. Mm. And I was more concerned about how do you not fart when you do a downward dog. <laughs> and, and he was happy to talk about that. And then, it, like I said, it, I let the conversation go where it goes. And it ended up being this super powerful emotional moment. Just like with David Anders, the actor, in the middle of the, the, the panel, we talked about how he got started and he got emotional from all the people that helped him. Mm. And I don't usually try to do that. It's, this is, these are not get you – kind of interviews where I'm trying to go for the emotion I just let them go where they go and sometimes you're you're pleasantly surprised with some something funny or something emotional that you weren't expecting mm, for sure that sounds that sounds awesome and we were just sort of discussing before we started the uh, you're a podcasting veteran so this reality check started back in March 2011 as you mentioned you you just dropped episode 230 and what are, you, you would tell me a little bit about some uh, other things you had going as well, uh, other podcasts that you're involved with. Yeah, so we've got the Matinee Heroes that I do on the side. Um, my wife saw me enjoying all this podcasting fame, quote-unquote fame, because I'm mildly famous at times. This weekend it was really weird for her because we were in the middle of this Comic-Con. It's crazy busy. We walked up to check, uh, check a time on an event that was going to happen, and the guy sitting down goes to her, because I'm standing off to the side. I'm not even with her. I'm, I'm talking to someone on the side, and she goes, is that guy a podcaster? <laughs> and, and so my wife automatically thinks, well, it must be the movie podcast. And she goes, you mean Matinee Heroes? And he goes, no, Reality Check, which is even <laughs> weird. Because now all of a sudden, it's, I, wouldn't expe- I would expect to be known for Matinee Heroes because we did a live podcast there at the event. Mm. And I I hadn't done it yet, so he still was still too early for even that. Mm. And it was kind of like, and that's like the third time that's <laughs> happened at different places. So my wife was like, "That's kind of weird," but she also sees how much fun I'm having, the network I've created, the amount of opportunities it's brought me, and she filled a niche because she she gets tired of white dudes talking about geek stuff. That's mm. all there is. And so she and her friend wanted to do women's point of view from geek world so they do the nerdy bitches podcast <laughs> nice love it yeah. and i've also done some charity work uh we had a cigar peg radio ran for several years a cigar peg is a charity that raises money each year for uh, a variety of charities but they have a big huge celebrity auction and uh party and so cigars is just kind of like they don't actually smoke the cigars there but it's kind of like a it's a branding thing where they have fun, and it's about drinking and having fun and raising money. Yeah, nice. And, I, and I've also picked up some clients here and there that you know made their attempt at at podcasting, but they didn't have the stamina because it's not easy sometimes when you realize, oh, this is going to be fun, and then around episode seven, which is the most often when they die, they're like, oh, I still got to do this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is the main reason I haven't niched. Uh, a lot of people do niche. I can't talk about the same thing week after week, or I would pod fade. Mm. So I, I purposely set up my podcast for different goals and different direction than most because I, I'm not looking to make a fortune out of it. I'm, I'm looking for it to highlight my ability to interview, highlight the people that I like and want to promote, 
and also I'm kind of a recluse and so I it's purposely getting me out of my shell I'm forced to meet people that I normally wouldn't talk to we're going to take a super quick break and right after the break we're going to learn Craig Price's lessons from his 700 episode podcasting journey If you've ever thought about making your own podcast, I've created a six-part email course and I'm going to give it to you for free. If you go to podcastcreations.com slash free, you can sign up for this six-part email course and you learn exactly how to make your very own podcast and get it live and out into the world. I hope you take it up and I hope you consider making your very own podcast. That's podcastcreations.com. Dot com slash free. And so you said you've been involved with all those different podcasts, you know, 700 episodes, something uh, in the ballpark around there. Uh, what have you learned along the way? I'm sure episode one uh, was was uh, maybe different to episode 230. What I guess, what have you learned along your podcasting journey that, and how have you improved? Well, what I've learned is you need to adapt. Uh, I think, yes, you can pick a format and you think that's you're going to be your format until your podcast changes you and then all of a sudden you've changed your format. Hmm. And, I, and I think sticking to a format that may or may not work because that's the format we started with is not necessarily the right thing to do. You know, it'll grow. It's, a, it's organic. You'll try new things. Like I said, I started off as a business podcast and it still is mostly business, but every once in a while – I would throw in something that was out of left field, like um, I would do an interview with someone about orangutan rescue, mm. and that has nothing to do with business. And I didn't talk to him about how do you, you know, how do you make it into a business because it's not. But it's about something that I care about. I'm a big animal person, and I wanted to give them a platform. And in fact, uh, this gentleman Richard Zimmerman with orangutan rescue, uh, RedApes.org, is such a great guy that each year I create a calendar because I travel around the country um, speaking. I do leadership talks and I usually show up early or stay a day late and I'll go to the zoo and take photographs and the 12 best photographs from the zoos I go to, the dozens of zoos I go to every each year, I make a calendar, I sell it, and I give the money to redapes.org. So nice. that's be, those are things that I learned that I found out that I probably wouldn't have done or even attempted on my own mm. without going, oh, I know Richard Zimmerman. I've talked to him because I reached out to him. So now I know he's a good person. I know where the money goes, and I know what they're trying to accomplish. So if I raise money for them, I feel confident they're going to use it the right way. Fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, that's that's really good, uh, and it's a good way to do it because, yeah, as you say, sometimes with, the, with charities, you might not know where it's going, but to have that personal connection and be able to uh, do something like that yourself, go and take the photos, put it all together, and, and sell, and then, and then give the money. That sounds like a great great way to do it absolutely yeah because uh, i've had him on a couple times and the first time i had him on it was it was a great interview but it was depressing because it's about the plight of the orangutans so you're, he's talking about how their environment is being destroyed for palm oil and, mm. and and while it's important we hear about it it was a little bit of a downer but it was important so the next time i had him on a couple years later because we'd still be in contact and i would still you know i would remind him each year that he does this and then i would sell the calendar so i had him back on so this year, uh, I had them on to talk about all the great things they're doing versus why they need to be doing it. Mm -hmm. 
And so now you have a companion piece for the two. And I also try to make sure every episode is evergreen. So it's mm. if, so if they do go back and listen to it, yeah, things may have changed to some degree, but the core information is still valuable. Yeah, that's and important. So, so now you have two episodes that you can listen to that tell you why it's important and what they're doing with the money and why they're such a great organization. And now you've got extra content that you can keep promoting that is fantastic and right. is worthy. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, I guess now, if if you wouldn't mind shifting towards some advice, you said it at the start that the way you do your podcast is not how you would recommend that uh, that anyone else should do their podcast. And you talked about um, especially uh, having a niche podcast. So, what's your advice to someone who is looking to get started in the in the podcasting world? Well. The reason why I tell people they should not to do it my way is because my audience didn't really figure out what I was doing until about a year or two in. Mm-hmm. And then it switched. It, there was literally like the, the beginning of the third season, people started to figure out, oh, this is going to be cool because I'm going to learn a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, because, again, I tried to grow and adapt, but I had an idea of what my podcast was. And as I started to do it, it changed. So if you're going to start a podcast, make sure you have a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. There's a there's a lot of people out there just talking because they're told they're supposed to get a podcast and they're supposed to market themselves or use it as an advertising tool or use it for exposure or whatever, and they get sick of it because they run out of things to talk about or nobody's listening because they don't have a point. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know a lot of genre, which I would call you know geek podcasts that are talking about you know the latest movies or comic books or you know non-business things. Well, even business folks, they kind of get into – they run out of their expertise and then they get, they get panicked. Mm-hmm. So, so you want to try to find something that you know you can do long term. Nice. And, and I knew I could talk to anybody about anything long term. I mean that's, that's, <laughs> that's almost like, like the exact opposite of what they tell you to do. So it's like this is what I want. I want to learn new things. I only bring on people that I want to bring on. So that's why I don't do a year-round podcast, which is another thing I don't suggest. Mm. Um, I found that I didn't lose anybody. So I would do – I usually start things around February, right around the Oscars. Start with an Oscars one. I, I, use, I go till about November where we do the holiday movie review, a preview. And then I would spend December, January, and February hunting down quality guests to start my year. Fantastic. Because I pre-record like you do. We, we pre-record ahead of time. I travel too much. I can't do it every week at the same time. Yeah. So I will do six or seven in a row in a couple weeks and then unload it. And then my goal is to try to stay ahead of the tidal wave, Yeah. which, <laughs> which sometimes works and sometimes doesn't. I'll be honest. Sometimes I am scrambling for guests, and I, but I still only will take a guest that I, I either have someone who has referred me to them so I know they're good. Because I, I don't want to have to just put anybody on. That's yeah, kind of, exactly. And I, I know a lot of people do that too. They're scrambling for guests and they'll say, hey, anybody want to come on my podcast? And that is when you start losing people because it's random. So sometimes you will get a good guest. Sometimes you'll have an awful guest. And you should not punish your audience with an awful mm-hmm. guest. Mm, that's awesome. I like that you have that couple of months off at the end of the year and, and don't lose anyone my uh, first podcast i do with a, a mate we read a book each week and do a review and we're about to hit one year and we we're thinking of having like a a one month uh break from from publishing episodes 
and uh, we're just worried that we'll lose people, but we're going to have a crack and see what happens in a month's time when we when we put the next one back up. Um, and so, you may have a, a drop. You may have a, a drop of 10, 15, 20%, which you may think is significant, but once they know you're back up and running, because mm. it's an RSS feed, they, they'll, it's in their podcaster app, all of a sudden they'll see it again and they'll start listening to it again. If you lay that expectation down early, like as you get closer to the time you're going to be gone, mm. you say, you just remind them, hey, don't forget, we're going to be gone for the month of January, so we can, and you tell them why, so we can recharge and get you some great books and do some research, and we'll be back January 15th, or we'll be back the beginning of February. If you let them know that in advance, it's just like a television show. You, you, they have to take a break. Yeah. You've got to take a break. So, but you know that. You know that their season finale is coming on, so mm. they, they've set that expectation for you. It's yes. all about talking to your audience, listening to your audience, and letting them know, because it's when you stop for no reason and they don't know if you're coming back is when you lose folks. Fantastic. Yeah, good call. I like that a lot. That's Maybe we'll have to start. Uh, yeah, we won't just randomly stop one day and then come back a month later. Uh, yeah, just so, yeah. Especially that last show, that last show right before you go or that last two or three shows, ask for feedback. Mm. That was sort of what that- we were thinking was uh, maybe ask for for some feedback, maybe some book recommendations as well for as it, for say season two book recommendations, and absolutely yeah. That way, like I said, you've set up the expectation that you'll be gone, but they also know that you've promised to come back. Yep, fantastic. Now that's awesome. I think maybe we'll do like a a review of the the best lessons from season one books, and that can be a, a sort of our final episode of the of the season. That's what we were sort of thinking. Yeah, I love and- it. And it will feel like a finale of mm. the season. And, and th- actually, thanks to things like Serial and S-Town, people are getting used to, I guess you'd call them limited series yeah. podcasts. So it's, it'll be more familiar and more common. You have to try it out. Now, now, if you lose significant and they don't come back, maybe you just have to keep plowing through. I was lucky my audience didn't leave me. Yeah, um, fantastic. But I – like, Again, I had that expectation. I also, on the January 1st, I would send them an email of the best of 2017 or 2016. So even if it was just out of the blue, they got a, I have a newsletter that they can see, oh, these are the best ones that I may have missed last, last year. Or it's been so long, let me revisit them. Yeah, fantastic. I love it. And uh, you also mentioned that you have a, a Patreon going. And I, I did a Kickstarter once, so I got I got some cold emails from from patreon checked it out looks looks awesome um but not something i've i've done before and, and don't sort of intend on doing at at this stage but uh can you tell me a little bit about patreon and 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 what that is i guess for anyone who doesn't know and how how you got into that well patreon is a subscription service for your podcast so basically you set up goals like if they donate one dollar you'll say their name on the podcast if you donate five dollars they have access to a bonus episode if you with matinee heroes which is our new one if you donate ten dollars a month so this is not just a one-time thing it's a subscription if you donate ten dollars a month you get to pick a movie that we will talk about guaranteed so as long as it's not porn we will talk (laughs) 25 dollars, they get a t-shirt because we've got a we've lucked into a great artist who does uh, manatee t-shirts for us so it's instead of matinee heroes it's manatee heroes and (laughs) So we have Indiana Jones as a manatee. It's beautiful. It's fantastic. <laughs> so we have T-shirts. Um, you know, we have. Ma- we just released one coming up because our episode coming up is about aliens. The 
the movie from 1987, the classic, to celebrate Alien's Covenant. Mm. So he made uh, Manatee in a Power Loader, if you remember that big yellow. <laughs> it's fantastic. They're awesome. We're going to do more as we go along. But it's one of those things where at $25 you get that, and then we have these outrageous numbers. Like at $50 you can come on the show. At $100 we, ha- we, haven't, we have something. I can't remember what it is off that bat. It's one of those things where we're just like – you never know. If somebody, you know, wants to give us a hundred bucks a month, mm. we'll do something outrageous. We'll have yeah. them, you know, I think it's like they come on the show, we talk about what they want, they get a t shirt, they get all kinds of stuff. But it's you you just set the goals and we've been very fortunate. My co host is a film reviewer and he so he has a pretty good following. And I would say it's about seventy five, twenty five he his folks versus my folks yeah who are, who are donating though i do have a couple people who are who are donating ten dollars a month very yeah. happily and they haven't left us that's the crazy part it started we, we started it i guess february because the show started in january and about a month in i'm like let's try this patreon thing and they tell you you have to have a certain amount of people before you can do it yeah that's if, probably what I, what I sort of was held back by but yeah sorry go on yeah i'm like well i i'd rather get it out there and if i only get five dollars a month from mm. five people I, at least it's helping yeah true and, and within a month, we had all our bills paid, and they're not expensive bills. We don't have, you know, we have our website and we have, you know, our Libsyn hosting. So mm-hmm. we probably get about fifty, sixty dollars a month, which for a podcast is everything you need to run a podcast and a little bit more. So every every couple months, we take some of that money and we make a new T-shirt. Yeah, nice. We pay our artist, and you know, we've got it. So, and we ask them what they want, and we talk to our. We have a Facebook group where we have them discuss the movies and. We try to get as much community as going as possible, so it's 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 been going pretty well. It's just it's one of those things where it's six months in, we're doing better than we probably should be, and that makes me nervous. Yeah, great. Uh, that makes you nervous. Yeah, I'm always worried about it going going too well because it's like, well, what happens if it's like, what happens if they realize, hey, we're done. He did my movie. <laughs> and stop paying. Now all of a sudden, instead of having sixty dollars a month, we've only getting twenty dollars a month. But it's like, no problem. We'll just deal with it. Yeah. I. I you know I'm not independently wealthy but I have a job mm. you know he has a job so we we can pay our bills ahead of time we didn't expect any money at all and we don't do it to make a money we do it to support the podcast we plan on doing other things so we have goals for the podcast which is to go to other comic cons to go mm. to film fests and that's not cheap and if we can subsidize some of the cost and 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 still bring great content to them that's perfect it'll help us cuz we would be going to these events anyways but it helps to you know have a, a hotel room paid for. Yeah, fantastic. Even if it's just for one night, that's a huge help. And it makes the ability to get there and talk to folks and bring the stuff that they want to hear about to them easier. Yeah, nice. Um, and I guess just my just to to start wrapping it up. Do you have any uh, podcasting horror stories from your hundreds of episodes? You know, I don't have any horror stories. They're more <laughs> like they're just like mishaps because I'm super anal and nervous a lot I, co- I come across as pretty laid back but in my back of my head i'm always thinking and in fact one of the things i talk about what i teach to leadership is about the power of negative thinking about how the negative thoughts you have may not be all the if, if it's a if you're negative about something you can control it's because you're you're worried about it and so you'll pay more attention so you'll try to avoid the issues mm. if if you're worried about things you can't control well that's unhealthy so I'm always looking at backups. I'm always making sure that all everything's done. I do mic tests. I, I I do a lot of my podcasts on a mobile unit. So I have my H4N Zoom and two microphones, and so I travel with it a lot. And I've been very fortunate. 
I haven't lost too many episodes. I've probably lost three or four episodes in however many years I've been doing this. I, I don't use the same SD card. When it fills up, I just say, well, I'll spend the $20 and get a new one because nice. if you keep erasing off of them, that's how they fail. Yeah. So you know, it's worth the $20 investment for every three months to get a new one. My horror stories are usually people who I pre-interview who are fantastic on the phone and then once you hit the record button, they are dead. Mm. They are just boring. And I ha- so I have a – for all the, the ones I've lost, I probably have a couple I've never actually posted because they were just – they were nice folks, but they just were not worth listening to. Mm. And and that's my suggestion to people, especially if they're business experts. Content is great, but if you can't deliver it in a semi-entertaining – I'm not asking them to be you know, Robin Williams. I just want them to be themselves engaging to some degree. It doesn't matter what your content is if people can't stand listening to you. For sure. So, so try, I try to purposely tell my guests, look, yes, we're going to talk about your content, but what I really want you to focus on is being you. If we go on a tangent, that's fine. I want people to go, hey, this guy is entertaining. He's fun. He's got some great things, to, some great points to talk about. That's what I want from an episode. I don't necessarily want it to be chock full of information content because oftentimes that gets too boring, and they can find that anywhere. I want them to find a reason to listen and that the reason is you are an interesting person versus you are just someone who has information I need. Yeah, nice. I love that. Well, Craig, thanks so much for this. And where where can people find more about you and your podcasts? The podcast is at realitycheckpodcast.com. You can find more about me at therealistguide.com. And, of course, if you like movies, I'm going to pimp out the uh, matineeheroes.com. It's a really fun new podcast we're doing, and I would love to get more exposure for it. Love it. Well, fantastic. Thanks so much. And, uh, and yeah, all, all the best with, with whatever lies ahead for you. And you as well. I know this is a, a, a fairly new podcast Yeah, this for is you. early on. Yeah. I wish you well. Fantastic. Well, thank you. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Craig Price. Please check him out. You can check him out at realitycheckpodcast.com. You can check uh, out his uh, his newer show, matineeheroes.com. And you can check him out at therealistsguide.com. That's T-H-E-R-E-A-L-I-S-T-S-G-U-I-D-E.com. Also, if you've ever thought about making your very own podcast, check out my free six-part email course, That's at podcastcreations.com slash free. That's podcastcreations, C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N-S, dot com slash free.